Well, good morning, Restoration Church. I'm so, I am really excited to be here with you this morning. I'm going to make this a little taller because this cute little stage, loving it. So, like Leah said, my name is, just kidding. Like Leah said, my name is Laura Anderson, and um, I go to um, Abbey Way Covenant Church. I'm going to let you handle that. I go to Abbey Way Covenant Church, and um, I am so grateful to be with you this morning, and it was just, it's, it feels like really an honor to come and be a part of this community um, this morning with all of you, because you're a new church. Holla! Oh my gosh, that is huge. Let's just, that's a really big deal. Abbey Way, we just became an official um, Covenant Church three years ago, and so uh, I just, I celebrate with you. Abby Way, we celebrate with you as you um, enter into our covenant family with us, and I'm so excited to see what God has in store for all of you. So will you join me in um, prayer as we begin this morning? God, thank you. We thank you that you are our God and Father over all of us. We are so grateful that we are part of this thing that you have created called the church. And we seek to honor you and to worship you this morning. So we give you thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, when I was a little girl, I loved to sing. I loved it. And I, in particular, loved to sing in the bathtub. And the songs just seemed to burst out of me, you know? And the bathtub seemed to be the ideal place to have these outbursts in song because then my um, older brothers couldn't uh, harass me (laughs) about my singing. It was really beautiful, so. Um, And I just think it is a thing of beauty to experience a song that just bursts out of your soul. I think that is a really beautiful thing. And I admit that my creative outbursts in song are significantly less these days. (laughs) Um, But there are times when my soul yearns to express thoughts and feelings that I have that just words in conversation, they just don't seem to suffice. And there are times when I wish that I was like a poet or a songwriter, you know, and could create words or music that would adequately express my feelings and my thoughts about God and about life. But then sometimes I think, I think this is the other end of the spectrum, <clears throat> there are a lot of poets and songwriters out there. Am I right? Anybody been on YouTube lately? There's a lot out there. And frankly, I think... There are probably songs and poems out there that express the feelings within my soul better than I ever could, and I just haven't even discovered them yet. And then I think, well, how many poems and songs does the world need anyhow? Like, do we really need another book? Do we really need another photograph Or do we really need another hit song? Do we really need another journal article? I just finished school. Anybody in school? I would be okay if there were no more journal articles written. You know, why bother? Why bother? Why create more? 
think, what if this creativity that I had as a little girl and that I think that we have now is not for us, not for humanity, but what if it's for God? What if those feelings that, that came out in the form of song, in my creative outbursts of song, what if these feelings in me are glimpses of how God created me to respond to him creatively? And what if this is true for all of us? Now, I would probably, most people probably wouldn't say that we were created to respond to God creatively. In fact, you might even say, I'm not a creative person at all. Don't come near me with the crafts, okay? Not into that. (laughs) Now, there's a distinction between crafting and creating, okay? Um, (laughs) But... What if that's not the case, to say that, oh, I'm not creative, so sorry? What if that's simply not true? What if God created us in such a way that we might each respond to who he is in our own unique and creative ways? What if your capacity for imagination and innovation are ways that God has enabled you to respond to him creatively? And I saw all the kids in here earlier. So I know that there is a large capacity for imagination and innovation here already at Restoration. And if you're lacking a little bit in the imagination department, just got to hang out with some of these kids, I think. They have it naturally (laughs) at this time in life. So my hope for us today is that we can explore and ponder this question. This question of what are the ways that God has created us to respond to him creatively. So in the Bible, we see many people that respond to God creatively, but perhaps the best example of this is David. And you've been going through the Psalms, the playlist, I like that. You've been going through the Psalms, and I think you've probably encountered David at some point um, up till now. But David was this poet. He was a musician, and the Bible says that he danced in the street for God. And today we're going to look at one of the psalms that David wrote about God and who God was to him. And in this psalm, we see how he pours out his heart to God. So we're going to be in Psalm 139. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Otherwise, my friend Jacob back there is going to be putting it right there. Ah, so on top of it. Got talented people here. So Psalm 139, this is a psalm that was put to music and turned into a song. And in it, David was communicating his loyalty to God. And David was a man after God's own heart and chosen by God to be king. So even King David had a little bit of time to release some creative energies here. So as I read the words of the psalm today, imagine what it would have been like for David to sing this song to God. So get comfortable. Take a deep breath. If you've had a hard time being present at church up until now, like now is the time to enter in. (laughs) So here we go. Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. 
Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O God. You hem me in behind and before you have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. But if only you would slay the wicked, O God. Away from me, you bloodthirsty men. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. I imagine that this song just came bursting out of David's soul. And he couldn't help but proclaim it. And Psalm 139 is David's response to who God is. And in this psalm we see three characteristics of God that David proclaims. And in it, we listen as David declares who this God is that he serves and who this God is that he's willing to sing about. (laughs) And the first characteristic of God that David exalts is in verses 1 through 6. God is a God who knows. God knows when we sit and when we rise. Before a word is on our tongue, (laughs) he knows it completely. For all you verbal processors in the room, this is a gift. (laughs) God knows what we say before we even say it, and lots of us don't even know what we're going to say until we say it. God's hand is upon us. God hems us in behind and before, familiar with all of our ways. Though Yahweh is far away as the transcendent God, he is also close by, close enough to know all of our quirks and all of our habits and all of the strange and wonderful things that we do. And it is a wonder to be known and searched by God. In Restoration Church, God knows you. And God sees you. 
a friend of mine when given something really unexpected that is just perfect for her or when someone is able to describe the feelings that she's feeling and it's like dead on um she jokingly says i feel so known and i think she does legitimately feel known in these circumstances even though she's joking around um but i think that we all have this desire to be known to be understood and conversely i think we know the frustration that it is to be misunderstood God does not misunderstand us. God does not misunderstand. God is a God who knows. And how incredible to think that God's knowledge of us surpasses even our own knowledge of ourselves. There are no hidden things that are beyond God's knowledge. God knows you. Have you ever asked God about that? God, what do you know about me that I don't even know about me? Sometimes we think we have ourselves figured out, or sometimes we think we are so confusing that no one could ever have us figured out. I would encourage you to talk to God about that. God, God, show me how you have made me, who you have made me to be. And perhaps God's deep knowledge of you will reveal a truth about who God made you to be. So take time to listen to the God who knows all things and loves you. Now, the second characteristic of God that is highlighted in this psalm, in Psalm 139, is that God is a God who is always present. And we see this in verses 7 through 12. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will hold me. God is a God who is all present, always present, at all times and in all places. We are never alone, for God is with us. And we know this, right? This isn't necessarily a news flash to all of you this morning, probably. Perhaps, however, you have experienced times in your life where God did not seem at all present. And in fact, God may have seemed distant and far off. And there was a season in my life where I felt like, what St. John of the Cross describes as the dark night of the soul. And I had never felt so far from God in my whole life. Never. And I was so incredibly lonely, and I didn't understand why I was experiencing this feeling of separation from God. And it was a really dark season for me. And when I came out of that season, I questioned God. God, why did you leave me alone in the darkness? Why did you leave me alone in that darkness? God, why were you so far when I needed you? I was sure that the darkness had hidden me. And I didn't think it was possible for God's light to break through. But at that time, I also stumbled upon this psalm and read in verse 12 that even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. God was there with me in the darkness, even though I didn't feel like it. And sometimes our feelings are not true representatives of the reality. 
God is a God who is always present. Now, not all seasons of life are like this, the dark, dreary night of the soul. Thank the Lord for that. Not all seasons of life are like this. In fact, many seasons are pretty ordinary, right? But God is present in our ordinary, in our ordinary days, in our everyday comings and goings, swimming lessons, work with roommates and family and mowing the lawn and going to the lake. God is present with us. But are we with God? Are we attentive to his presence? Are there times and places where you find yourself more open to God's presence? Maybe when it's when you're outside in nature, or maybe it's when you're with certain people, or you're doing a certain activity. Maybe it's the laundry. Maybe you feel more open to God when you're doing the laundry. I don't know. I don't. (laughs) I feel more open to God somehow when I'm playing piano. And it's not some magical thing, but I think that God just uses these different places and different experiences and says, hey, I'm here. I'm with you. Do you notice me here in the ordinary? Begin to notice God in the ordinary places because he is there. The third characteristic of God that David proclaims is that God is a God who creates. God is creator. And we see this in verses 13 through 18. And David says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. God knows us and is present with us, for it is he who created us. And creation can be what it is because God is who he is. David describes himself as being knit together by God. What an intimate picture of the love of our creator, God. And what if we were to just expand this for a second and say, restoration? What if God were to say, restoration, church? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. My work that I have done in you is wonderful, and I know that full well. Do you know that? Do you know that the work that I am doing here and bringing you together as my church, as my people, this is a good work? And you have said yes to it. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God created all things with this ability to recreate. Even churches, turns out. You know? And it's incredible that that happens. And the distinction, though, about humans is, as opposed to trees and animals and such, is that we don't just procreate. We are creative beings because we bear the image of our creator, God. And we have the ability to imagine and create something beautiful that didn't ever exist before. And so in this, we have the opportunity to respond to God creatively as we participate with God in the work of creating. And it is a good work. And here, God is doing a new thing in Restoration Covenant Church. Three and a half years ago, this church didn't exist. God has done something new. And this is a time of excitement and anticipation as you explore and grow into who God has made you to be as a church community. And the invitation is bring some creativity to that. 
bring a sense of imagination. Wonder about, God, who are you going to grow us up to be? You're not full grown yet. You're a little baby church. And that's a good place to be. And this is an exciting time that God has invited you to partner with him in this work of creation. So God is a God who knows. God is a God who is present. And God is a God who creates. And this is David's song. These are David's reflections. We're going to let that go. These are David's reflections and beautiful truths about who he knows God to be. But David doesn't end here. If you remember the end of the psalm, got a little angsty. And here, David's voice rises in protest against the wicked. David doesn't just string together words here, but he again creatively expresses his reality, even though it seems a little intense to us. He says things like, Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. David is experiencing adversity of some sort. And as he recalls who this God is that he serves, David aligns himself firmly with God. Rather than taking matters into his own hand, own hands, David shows his loyalty to God here. There is full entrustment to God. And as David recalls who God is, his desire to offer his whole self to this God is increased. David says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. David's desire is to be continually open to God. Search me. Test me. Know me. Lead me. This is David's song, the cry of his heart. And you are invited to make David's song your song. But even more than that, You are invited to be this kind of a person. You are invited to be this kind of church community. You are invited to declare who God is and who you will be in response to him. And you are invited to do that creatively. I love this. I just love it. And and when we do this, something else happens. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, we read that David worshipped God with all of his might, and the people around him thought he was crazy, quite strange. He might have been, um, you know, naked at some point in his dancing. And the people around him thought he was kind of strange, yet his dancing and singing freed others to worship God with all of their might and with all of their strength. So something happens. Something happens when we live into this reality of our being creative beings with God, of us being co-creators with God. God says, hey, you want to co-create with me? And we say, yes, please. And as we live into this, others are freed also to then enter in. Enter into this loving relationship with God. Because God created us to respond to him creatively. And David's creative response to God was this psalm. But how will you respond to God? 
It can be through dance, like David. He knew how to bust a move. Some people in this room that I know also know how to bust a move. <laughs> Some former roommates here, so wow. Ask them about that. Um, so maybe it'll be dancing. Maybe it'll be through like doing an experiment of some sort. Maybe your creative response to God will be on a spreadsheet. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it will be bringing organization to a chaotic place. Maybe your creative response to God will be bringing new ideas to a group that you're involved with. Maybe it'll be through artwork. Maybe your creative response to God will not be super neat and tidy. You've been reading about the Lament Psalms, or you've been hearing about the Lament Psalms, I believe, here earlier in your psalm series. And there are plenty of laments that are raw and express deep pain. David's life wasn't all pretty and put together, but he still held on to, in faith, truths about who God is. So what are you going to hold on to about who this God is that we serve? Maybe for you, it'll be building something or writing a story or playing an instrument or cooking up a meal. There are lots of ways that we can creatively respond to God. Maybe it's sitting down with someone new here at your church and saying, hey, tell me a little bit about your story. How has God brought newness to your life? Let me tell you about how God has changed me and how I am more beautiful and whole now than I once was because of the love and the power of Jesus Christ. It's good for us to share those stories. For me, I needed to reconnect with, I still need to, (laughs) I need to reconnect with what compelled my five-year-old self to always burst out into song. And I don't know what it'll look like exactly for you to seek this out in your life. I don't know what it will look like for you to bring your full creative self here to restoration. But I do believe that God has created us to respond to him creatively. And my prayer for us today is that our creative responses to God might also free others to respond creatively to this God who knows us and is always present with us, his creation. Will you join me in closing in prayer? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. joy and the peace of our creator God who knows you and is always present with you for it is he who has created you restoration go in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit